Chapter 1 Running Out of Time When she said he was dying, and explained how little time he had left, Alice Rogers laughed. Not a normal response. The doctor knew it. Alice did too. He wasn't crazy, at least he didn't think so. But how does anyone really know? He should have seen visions, flashes from his life, kissing Peggy at the altar, graduating college, or the death of their son, Isley. He should have fixated on all of the things that he'd never done, the words he had spoken or the ones he hadn't. Instead, Ellis focused on the four-letter word the doctor had said. Funny that she used that word. He never told her what was in his garage. The pulmonary specialist was a small Indian woman with bright alert eyes and a clipboard that she frequently looked to for reference. She wore the familiar white lab coat, stethoscope stuffed deep in one pocket. She sat, or more accurately leaned against the front of her desk as she spoke. At the start of her speech, the doctor had begun with a determined, sympathetic resolve, but that train had been derailed by his inappropriate outburst, and neither of them seemed to know what to do next. Are you all right? she asked. First test I ever failed, he said, trying to explain himself, hoping she'd swallow it and move on. Given the news she had just delivered, he deserved a little slack. The doctor stared at him concerned for a moment, then settled back into a professional tone. You should probably get another opinion, Ellis. She used his first name as if they were old friends, though he'd only seen her the few times it had taken to get the tests performed. Is someone working on a cure for this? Ellis asked. The doctor sighed, keeping her lips firm. She folded her arms, then unfolded them and leaned forward. Yes, but I honestly don't think anyone is close to a breakthrough. She looked at him with sad eyes. You just don't have that much time. There was that word again. He didn't laugh, but he might have smiled. He needed a better poker face. Ellis shifted his side away from her and instead focused on three jars sitting on a counter near the door. They looked like they belonged in a kitchen, except that these contained tongue depressors and cotton swabs instead of sugar and flour. He couldn't tell what was in the last one, something individually packaged, syringes maybe, which reminded him to double-check the first aid kit to make sure it had a good supply of aspirin. Not all of them did. The doctor probably expected him to cry or maybe fly into a rage, cursing God, bad luck, the industrial food complex, or his own refusal to exercise. Laughter and smiles weren't on that menu. But he couldn't help being amused, not when the doctor was unwittingly making jokes. No, he thought, not jokes. Suggestions. And she's right, there's nothing stopping me anymore. He was dying from idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, and she had given him six months to a year.
The two-a-year portion of that sentence felt tacked on in an overly optimistic manner. Anyone else might have focused on that part of the equation, the dying part, and thought about trips to Europe, safaris in Africa, or visiting neglected friends and family. Ellis was planning a trip of a different sort, and began running a mental checklist. He already had most everything. Flashlight batteries, he should get more of them. Can't ever have too many batteries. And some more M&Ms, why the hell not? It wasn't like he had to worry about his weight, diabetes, or tooth decay. I'll buy a whole box! The peanut ones, the yellow bags are always the best. I'm going to set up an appointment for you to come back. Two weeks should give you enough time to see someone else and have the tests repeated. She stopped riding and stared at him with her big brown eyes. Are you sure you're all right?